Christ the Healer Part 1 today. But before I do that, there's just a few testimonies that I want to share. There's, there's been so many all year long, but these are just in the last couple of, I would say maybe the last couple of months. I, I received this one here from someone that comes here regularly. She, she private messaged me and she said, I want to share a miracle today because she said, I sow into where I am fed. And so she said, last Saturday, she says, I felt God to put on my heart to give a thousand dollars at the house of glory where she comes. She said, then, I'm sorry, a hundred dollars. Did I just say a thousand dollars? Increase? Increase? So she's a hundred dollars. Well, we're going to increase that. Yeah. <laughs> so she says a hundred dollars and she says, and then out of nowhere, she said she gets a return check for, here's where I got the thousand, $1,200. She said, and it was exactly what she needed to pay off something that she said, otherwise she would have otherwise not had this, this money. You have to understand something. This is a single woman with a child, right? This is someone like that hundred dollars was hard. It was difficult, but God told her to so, and so therefore out of obedience. And so she said here, she goes, I know God feeds me in your ministry. And I wanted to share my testimony. And so I'm leaving her name out because I don't know that she'd want me to put her name, but this is just one of the testimonies because sometimes see, we focus on the healing. We focus on the healing and praise God. People get healed all the time, but see, God wants to expand your horizon and your ability to believe God for more. So therefore in every area, I want you to believe that God is truly, truly the, he's a giver. He's the one that is expanding your territory and he's, he wants you to believe for more. So that's why I wanted to start with that one. Then I have another one that says my lower back was healed when I walked into house of glory. She says, I came from, and I visited from Ohio. She came, she knew me a long time ago. She was in town. She decided to look me up and she finds that we're here meeting at this church. And so she gets into her car and she comes over and I look and I said, oh my gosh, I haven't seen her in years and prayed for her. And then she leaves, she goes back to, you know, she goes back to her, her state, Ohio. And she tells me, she says, by the way, I totally got healed in your service. And I was like, oh, thank you, father. Thank you, father. And you know, this was months ago. And do you know that she just recently shared that post on a Facebook post? She said, I was healed at the house of glory. So I love when people do that because you know you see that healing lasts because you know the enemy wants to tell you oh it was just short-lived and you're gonna lose that healing well let me tell you something if you start giving the enemy that kind of credit you will lose your healing because you're listening to the wrong voice right so we need to know that's why we're gonna study about Christ the healer so you're not you're gonna basically tell him shut up devil I know my rights I know my rights and then someone else, she says, her knee was totally healed in the heavy weight of God's glory here in the house. I love that testimony because it's the heavy weight of God's glory that God just comes and touches you. He comes and touches you with his divine presence and God knows exactly what you need. Amen. So the, yeah, so then there was that one. And then I've listed a few other ones. Uh, many have been healed and delivered from demonic strongholds. We have seen that deaf ears open. We have seen mute 
speaking. You know, I shared this before, and I'm going to share it again, because you know what? God says that we're to shout these things from the rooftops. As we shout these things from the rooftops, your faith increases. And you sit there, and you go, well, if God did it for that person, maybe he'll do it for me. Or maybe he'll do it for somebody I'm believing for. Right? Amen. God is not a respecter of persons. And he wants to pour out everything that he has for you. And so blind eyes opened, legs growing out, sciatica being healed, torn ligaments and detached bicep muscles healed. That was huge. Lumps dissolved and so many more things. And so I'm here to say Jesus, our God, okay, he is the healer, Jehovah Rapha, and he still heals today. And so all manner of healing, right? So whether that means you need a healing in your mind, whether that means you need a healing in your emotions or in your body or in your finances or in a relationship, or maybe you're believing for somebody else, I want you to raise the faith level by even just listening to these testimonies that the faith level would rise up because let me tell you, God is not shortchanging you. He is not shortchanging you. He's not saying, well, I'm not going to give you that healing. You know, I know I made provision for it. I know it's already part of the atonement. I know you actually can reach out and touch somebody and grab it, but I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to heal you. See, there is a problem, but it's not on God's end. Say it's not on God's end. So let's talk about what's, what's going on. What does the word have to say with, for healing? Because I believe that today you're going to leave empowered by the word. Filled with dunamis power and empowered by the word of God. So Father, we thank you for this word this night. And I thank you that your word is the engrafted word and it has power, dunamis power, to actually open up blind eyes. To actually open up, Lord God, any place where there's a deaf or a dumb spirit, we command that thing to go in Jesus' name. And I decree that they're going to hear. They're going to fully hear. They're going to understand. They're going to walk into the fullness of what God has, what you have for them tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. So Christ the healer, part one. The Bible says in John 8, 32. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John 8, 32. I feel like it's very important that we look at the scriptures. We look at them. So it's important if you have your Bible to do that. You can get your phone out if you don't. The word says in, in John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So the key here is knowing. See, it's important that you know the truth. As we know the truth, that's what's going to actually free you. See, it doesn't do you any good to not to, to read the word the word, but not know the word, to understand it, to digest it. As you read it and you get it into your spirit man, you become acquainted with this word. Now it will make you free because you will, you shall know the word. How many of you, when there's sickness, when there's some kind of a, uh, a disease or some plague, whatever it might be, Stand on the word of God because you know the word and you know that the word is going to set you free. Because I find a lot of times that believers uh, don't do that. They go on their emotions. Hey, I'm just being honest and I'm just being very real. They go on their emotions and they, and, or they'll start to beg God. God, why? Or they'll start to beat themselves up. There must be sin. Let me tell you, it's a good 
it is always a good thing to ask the Lord, is there sin in my life? Is there sin in the camp? Absolutely. First place we always start, Lord, search my heart. But if God doesn't show you that there's sin in the camp, don't you know that there is another reason why sometimes people will actually have sickness? And it's called warfare. It's because you're doing something right. And it's because you're doing something right that the, the roadblocks have been set against you. But let me tell you, you're going to know the truth and the truth will set you free. Right? So remember this now. This is key. This is really, really critically important for us to walk in this truth. Because the enemy will bombard and lie and tell you, well, there must be sin in the camp because you're sick. Yeah. And that's it. As if that's the only alternative. Yes. No. There is also something called righteous living that the enemy tries to attack. But God, because the word says that although, you know, the, the weapon may be formed, it's not going to prosper. Amen. So you got to know how to stand on the truth, right? Yes. So many in the church do not believe that healing is included in the atonement. And that's critical. If you don't believe that healing is, is actually already provided for in the atonement, then what kind of, how, how could you walk in faith knowing that God has provided for something when you're still not sure that he has? But we're going to go through those scriptures in a moment. So to believe for salvation and to believe for healing, they believe that these are two separate things. So I'm saying many in the church do not believe that healing is part of the atonement. So they believe that salvation and they believe that healing are two separate things. Say they're not. That's a lie. God's provision is perfectly perfect and his provision provided for all of it. Turn to your neighbor and say, it provided for all of it. Nothing is missing in all. So that's why, because so many don't believe that it's provided for in the atonement, that's why some of these unbelieving believers will say statements like this. Well, if it's the will of God, then they'll be healed. How many of you guys have heard that? Well, if it's the will of God, you know, and there, it comes from good, you know, good people that are, they honestly love God, but there is a, there, but there is a, a veil there, there's, there's a veil that the word says, you shall know the truth. So if there is a veil there, you can't really know the truth in order for that truth to make you free, right? Okay, so they'll say things like, oh, well, you know, if it's the will of God, then, you know, we'll be healed. Uh, no, it's always the will of God. We're going to get into these scriptures in a moment, but it's always the will of God to heal you. Okay, and then you'll hear things like, well, God doesn't heal everybody, you know, simply because not everybody in their circles maybe have gotten healed. That doesn't mean God doesn't heal everybody. That means that they have not walked up and received what was rightfully theirs because they took the bait, the enemy's bait, and they said, well, I can't walk in that because it's not for me today, I guess. They took the wrong, they listened to the wrong voice. Don't you know that there's two voices always talking to you other than your own? And it's God or it's the devil. And you've got to be able to discern which one is speaking. And then things like this. Well, only God knows why they didn't get healed. You know, we can't know the mind of God. Lie. Lie. Because the word says that you have the mind of Christ. The word says we're to set our minds on his word. We actually have the mind of Christ. So if you are walking and saying, I don't know what God is doing, stop and get into the will of God by getting into the word of God. And you get 
his heart on that topic. You get the word, if you're going to get his heart, you're going to get the word. Because his word is his heart. He's already, he's already written it out. Amen? Amen? We have to know this. Let me tell you, we're going into 2021 as strong believers, walking in not just the glory and the power of God, but knowing the word and how to actually do business with the word of God. Yes. Amen? Amen? So either God says, either God is who he says he is, Jehovah Rapha, and therefore you can have confidence in the healer that he does heal today, or you walk with a lack of confidence that his healing may not work for you today. So let's just be honest. You know, depending on where you come from, depending on your, your theology, depending on what your training has been, many people, that is exactly what they believe. Good-hearted people that really have just been misguided. Right? But the truth is setting us free today. Amen? Yes. Let's turn to Exodus. Let's turn to Exodus. Because I want you to see these. I know we say these verses all the time. I want you to see them though. Exodus 15. 26. I'm going to read the whole passage here. And it says, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight... Give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians. Not on God's people, on the Egyptians. The enemies of God's people. And then he says, for I am the Lord who heals you. That word right there, heals, is Jehovah Rapha. When you look up that word, that is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals you. That is part of his nature, because we know his nature based on his name. And we know his nature based on his word. But when we get the names of God, then we know the nature of God. God is your healer. Say, God is my healer. And he is the great physician. Amen. So this, I just read to you the whole passage. This is a blessing that we can enjoy when we are walking in obedience to God's covenant relationship with us. When we're walking in an obedient, God-fearing covenant relationship with God, we can enjoy the benefits you know, he says he daily loads you with benefits. He says to forget not his benefits. But so we can walk in that. So we, we make sure that we are walking in the benefits of God. So faith begins where his will is known. You can't have faith in something unless you actually know his will. Because otherwise you're just going to have faith in yourself. Faith in a feeling, faith in a circumstance. But faith actually begins where his will is known. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest roadblocks for people to walk in the fullness of God's healing is unbelief, is their own thinking, 
is their own thinking. You know, this thing in your mind that just says no. You know, you don't, you're not worthy. You don't qualify. You know, only God is worthy and only God qualified. Only Jesus. And it's why he made perfect provision for us, right? So get, get over that and say that was a lie from the pit. That was a lie from the pit the whole time. The whole time. So let's turn to Matthew 21. Because faith begins where his will is known. So how many of you would say, well, then maybe it's pretty important for us to know his will. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. Because you believe when you know the will of God. See, you're going to be able to believe when you know the will of God. Because you're going to, because you, you know his word says that it never returns void. You know that his word says that it's sharper than a double-edged sword. So faith is going to actually start where you know the will of God. You know the word of God. So in Matthew, Matthew 21, verse 22. Okay, I'm going to read it to you in two different versions. In the um, ESV, it says, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Wow, what a great promise. Whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And then in the New King James, it says, and whatever things you ask for in prayer, believing you will receive. That one's up there, right there. Whatever thing you ask for in prayer. How many things have you asked for in prayer? It could be healing, but it could be something else. It doesn't have to be healing. But we are talking about healing tonight, aren't we? Whatever you ask for in prayer, believing what stops you from receiving unbelief yes. the lie that we tell ourselves many of them many of them can't because of this can't because of that whatever it might be but we're not going into 2021 with lies we're not going into 2021 with lies we're going in with fully fully armed knowing that God does not lie and let me tell you, I just read to you some of the healing testimonies from the end of 2020. But so therefore, we're starting at a much higher place than we even began 2020. Because we've had an incredible year of healing here at House of Glory. And I believe God honored the fact that we never closed our doors. I honestly believe God honored that. I believe God just said, okay, I'm going to just pour out such a mighty blessing on this church. And I'm grateful for it because he's the one that told us to do that. And, and so what again? Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe and you will receive. I believed God spoke something to me. And therefore now we are receiving the benefits, you know, the glory clouds, the moving in the spirit, the incredible healing. I mean, the deliverance where we are starting to see so much and in, and I know it's going to increase. So if you don't see healing as part of the redemption, you can't firmly believe that it's your benefit. If you don't see it as part of the redemption process, you know, when Jesus went to the cross, if you don't see it, then it's not, you can't, it's hard. It's hard for you to really um, embrace it and say, by his stripes, I'm healed. That healing belongs to me. Yeah. We're going to get to that scripture in a moment right now. But I want to first go to Matthew 8. Turn to Matthew chapter 8. And if these scriptures are not yet highlighted or written out, if you don't like to write in your Bible, they should become written out 
or highlighted. They should become scriptures that you just, when you open your Bible, your eyes just go right to them because you have been here many, many times. So healing, part of the atonement, our oneship with Christ because of the cross. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. It says in verse 16, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word. And he healed all who were sick. He healed all, not some, but he healed all who were sick. This is Jesus. And it says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he took he himself took our infirmities and he bore our sickness, right? So that word fulfilled means verified to be true. That word fulfilled, if you're taking notes, verified to be true. So I'm going to read it to you like this. He healed all who were sick, that it might be verified to be true, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Who took our infirmities? Who bore our sicknesses? Jesus took them. If Jesus took them, then why are you trying to take them back? Jesus took them. Don't try to take it back. Don't get into this false religion. It's a religious spirit. You know, false humility. Well, you got to pick up your cross and you got to carry your cross. And if this is, you know, this is my cross, then, then so be it. Let's get the word on it. Let's get the word of God on it. Instead of walking into, let me tell you, there's a lot of things that people believe. And they, even a lot of things that people have heard from the pulpit that are not true. They're wrong. And they've actually brought in a lot of unbelief. And it's actually kept people from getting healed because of the thoughts now that are constantly in their mind. Because some well-known person says this, spoke this, this is their theology. Now they believe it too. Right? So it's important that we get into the word ourselves. Study it out. Be a good Berean. Right? It's important, and we're going there, guys. We are going there. So Jesus cast out demons, and he healed all who were sick. Every single person, he healed all who were sick. He took our infirmities. He bore our diseases on the cross. And it says here, uh, well, let's turn to Acts 10, because this is a cross reference. Acts chapter 10, 38. One that we, we go to often because it's powerful. And it tells you right in, 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 one, in a nutshell here. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And it said who went about doing good and healing all. Again we see it. Healing all. Do, are we seeing the pattern? Yes. yes. And it says healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus went about doing good, and he went about, he said, healing all who were oppressed. That word oppressed is to be, is to be under, it's to be under the lordship of the devil. And you just thought you were oppressed. You just thought you were, couldn't seem to kick it. Oh, I'm just so discouraged. I'm just so depressed. I'm so heavy hearted. You might be, but you're actually under the lordship of the devil at that moment. And so it's your responsibility to say, get out. I'm not going to be under the lordship of the devil. I'm under the lordship of the Lord, my God. The last time I checked, we were believing believers. You are. So 
Oppression. Oppression is not from God. Oppression is from the enemy. Some of you even right now, we just take authority over the spirit of oppression. I command the spirit of oppression to come off of you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I want you to say it over yourselves as well. I can see it on some of you. I can see it. Hey, that's not a shameful thing. That's something that you should recognize and say, gosh, you know what? I came to church to get set free and healed. I'm not leaving with the same things I walked in. If those things weren't of God, I'm, gonna, I'm leaving healed and changed. So it's time to own it. It's time to own it. So in the name of Jesus, I command all oppression to leave me right now. It goes. I'm not going to be under the weight of sin. I'm not going to be under the weight of oppression. I'm not going to be under the weight of the oppressor, the enemy himself, the accuser of the brethren, the one that comes to kill, still and destroy. I'm not going to be under his tactics. Woo, right? Amen. Because I am under the power of the Holy Ghost. You're running. Come on, you can't even say that without the Spirit of God filling you up. You can't even say that without there's an unction happening on the inside of you. Somebody try it. I'm under the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, you're under the power of the Holy Jordy, you're under the power of the Holy Ghost. Rising up, rising up in strength today. Hallelujah. Woo. How many of you can feel the shift? Let me see your hands. How many can fill a ship? Yep. So it's as easy as that. The minute the enemy tries to come in and put that plague, and it is a plague, you say, oh, no, you don't, devil. I smell a skunk, and that skunk is under my feet. Uh-uh. No way. No how. Hmm. So we have to get up. Get some Holy Ghost unction on the inside of you and claim what's yours. Did you notice that in that scripture he talked about healing and he talked about deliverance, oppression, casting out demons. He talked about both. Do you know why? Because many times healing is tied to deliverance. Healing almost always is tied to a demon power, a demon spirit that's blocking your healing. Yeah, kick that thing out and cast that thing out. Jesus' blood is already enough. It already provided everything you needed for life and for godliness. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews 13, 8. Yeah, we're going to read a lot of scriptures today because, it's, because this is what's going to set us free. So Hebrews 13, 8, it says that Jesus Christ is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we've got to know that. We've got to remember that because the next scripture that we're going to go to is Numbers 21. Jump over to Numbers 21. Because this is the story here where the bronze serpent, anyone that would look to the bronze serpent and then they would live. This was a type, a type of atonement. So we're going to read one verse in Numbers 21 verse 9. Well, we'll start in verse 8. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on the pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. Some of you have been bitten. Some of you have been bitten by a lie. Some of you have the scars and the poison still running through your body. Bitten by a lie. But look at what the word says. He says, Everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, at what? He says, make a fiery serpent, set it on a pole, set it on a pole, and everyone who looks at this 
He says, shall live. Look at verse 9. So Moses made a bronze serpent. Redemption. And he put it on a pole. Judgment. Put it on a pole. Condemnation. Put it on a pole. Guilt. Shame. Put it on a pole. Everything. This is symbolic of Jesus. And what he took for us. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. So it was if the serpent had, bit, had bitten anyone. When he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Say, I live, I live. to give God glory. See, your sin has actually already been judged. Your sin has actually been judged by the cross. You guys, this is a picture of Christ's power. And not only has your sin already been judged by the cross, but it lost its power. It lost its power. That's why you've got the accuser of the brethren always trying to tell you that you are still in the power of sin. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're in the power under the power of the Holy Ghost when you choose to put yourself there. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our websites at Kathy Coppola Ministries at www.kathycoppola.org.